Hello everyone. Welcome to London Calling EU, the European delegation to the UK's monthly podcast. This month's podcast is devoted to youth and the interconnectivity between young people across the EU and UK. My name is Romin. I'm a young journalist collaborating with the EU-UK Youth Stronger Together project, which offers young people from the EU and UK opportunities to connect, cooperate, and influence issues of common interest. And I am Elena Sofia, and I am a student of politics and international relations at UCL. We had the opportunity to take part in the EU delegation to the UK's inaugural youth gathering that was recently held in partnership with University College London's European Institute. The gathering was a huge success and brought together over 100 young people from all corners of the UK, offering an opportunity to all to discuss the issues affecting young people and capture their views on the future of EU-UK relationship. It was an excellent chance to get a flavour of the concerns of the young people today at this unique juncture of EU-UK relations. To get a flavour of what brought the young people to the gathering and what are the major issues and challenges they are facing right now, we spoke directly to the participants and the responses we got were amazing. As you'll hear, the delegates come from across the UK and Europe, but share many common concerns. We hear first from a delegate from Northern Ireland. So the issues facing young people in Northern Ireland are mainly mental health would be a massive one. So the lack of mental health support, the lack of mental health education is coming up again and again and nothing is getting done. Then there's also education in general, the lack of things like mental health, relationships, sexual health education, the way the exams are structured, especially post-COVID, so that's coming up again and again. And then generally the lack of a sitting government within Northern Ireland is a massive issue because then none of the other issues can get pushed forward because we don't have a government to do anything about it we keep getting told oh but whenever they come back to government you can get your issues sorted then but it's been years and young people don't have that time to waste on trying to sort out these issues hi my name is victoria genova i am a third APP student at the university of manchester i'm from bulgaria but i've lived in the uk for nine years one of the main challenges for youth right now that i see is uncertainty over the future since youth are facing a lot of competition to get jobs and to discover opportunities to gain like actual work experience. I believe that we should not have any sort of unpaid internships for youth and also the youth should be supported through different means when they're undertaking work experience and we also need to have like broader information campaigns on what EU youth's rights are within the UK because a lot of people I have spoken to have told me that they are uncertain of whether they can keep their settled status or not if they don't stay in the UK for a couple of months. Hello, uh, I am Gloria. I am from Inclusive Europe Project and I am from Lisbon but at the moment I'm currently living in London. So Inclusive Europe Project, it's all about making sure that marginalized voices within the European Union are heard. I feel like one of the main issues that face young Europeans or young people in the UK as well is the cost of living and also mental health. I'm going to focus on mental health because I do have a background on mental health. And I feel like after the pandemic, even that problem of mental health that sometimes gets like hidden under a carpet 
after the pandemic now it's way more visible so i do feel like that's one of the main problems mental health and a lack of access to mental health professionals and services hi i'm clyde from the young european movement we know that there are millions of young brits that care deeply about our future relationship with europe this event allows for us to connect and meet with young individuals and young future leaders to see what we all care about and one thing that keeps coming up was young people's desire to re-embrace the Erasmus Plus program. My name's Keelan Donnelly. I work for a youth organisation called Youth Action Northern Ireland. We're a regional-based organisation with offices across the north. We're a charity and a membership-based organisation, so we support members that are working directly with young people. I feel like some of the concerns for young people today is lack of opportunity, whether that's to live, support or work in other countries across the European Union. Young people have problems with transport and stuff as well. Funding's a big one for young people. And funding's a big one for ourselves. Being a charity, we rely heavily on funding to continue our work with young people. And lack of funding opportunities now since we left the, the European Union are very scarce. And if we do have funding streams we can apply for, they're heavily contested because every organisation is going for the same funding stream. So lack of opportunity for young people in general, but lack of opportunity that we ourselves can offer young people due to funding restrictions is a big issue for us. Solutions would be making applications to other funding streams more accessible, more easily applied for, and making young people more aware of what opportunities actually are out there for them themselves to, to, to reach out for these. One of my key issues is the fact of further education not being heard. We're seen as a rung lower on the ladder to people, such as universities, higher education and the same old organisations. So I feel that we need to be heard more because at the end of the day, we are still people. We still have voices and we need to be heard. Today's event, our classic is great, to be fair. I'm a further education student, so it's allowed us to get a voice in where we don't normally get our voice in. I appreciate the event in that, and it's managed to bring so many different people from so many different backgrounds across the EU together. I can't congratulate them enough, to be fair. I feel like it's the starting steps to something bigger. Just a sample there of all the areas of youth concerns from lack of opportunity to mental health support provisions and an awareness of needs of marginalized communities. Also clear, I think, is that the youth are looking for ways to interconnect in these post-Brexit years. To further explore the relationship between EU and UK, youth as they stand now, I caught up with Deputy Ambassador of the European Union to UK, Nicole Mannion, and the UK Young Ambassador to European Youth Forum, Maurizio Cutten to explore just how they see the opportunities available for young people from the EU and UK to work together will make their connection stronger. I began by asking Deputy Ambassador Mannion what the common concerns for young people of the EU and UK are. I think there's a lot of common issues. I think it's not just the EU and the UK. I think, and certainly based on what we've heard from people today, the issues that are at the top of their mind, cost of living crisis, particularly for young people starting out, you know, in their new professions, wanting to start their lives, you know, buy houses, all of that. Climate emergency came through very strongly. Uh, I think something that, you know, it worries everyone, young or old, but it's particularly, I think, acute for young people who have, this is their future. And I think just the general 
kind of global situation. You know, we live in very uncertain times and there's a lot of conflict at the moment happening. And I think that does also worry uh, younger people who look to the future and wonder what's coming. So, I mean, the first thing I would say just in, in general about the purpose of the conference, our job as European diplomats here in the UK is to rebuild the relationship. And it's absolutely crucial that we bring in youth both in the EU and the UK to do that, because like I said, you are the future. It's in your hands. You will be the ones who will be the politicians, the journalists, the civic leaders of tomorrow. And we really want to help you do that. We want to prepare the next stage of the relationship of which you're very much a part. That's kind of a key part of how you address these challenges. Thinking about how to improve the EU-UK relationship is one part of that. It's the first big challenge for your generation, right, here in the UK, Brexit. So how you approach that is how you will approach everything, how you will approach the climate crisis, how you approach other crises that come down the road. It's an early kind of education for you, but it's a way of, of kind of learning how to deal as an individual and a society with something that is as big as this. One of the things I've really enjoyed about this youth gathering today is I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of young people, as you'd expect a youth representative to do, but also actually encourage a couple. So in a couple of the panel sessions, I saw a couple of people raise their hands and then kind of put their hands down. And I've been careful to try and meet with them because I was in those shoes. I had that imposter syndrome kick in and it's very important to have someone who's in a privileged position as I am now, I do recognize that, actually speak to these young individuals and give them some tips of how to get started. One of the key methods to re-establish this would be through what we've lost, which in this case is the Erasmus Plus program and all of the different programmatic elements attached to it. This represents the key investment in young people, in students, in unorganized youth. And this is something that, as we've heard today in the room, young people in the UK and in the EU want the UK back in. On your question about, okay, what happens if there is no structure? What happens if maybe there's not a national youth council in a given country? Luckily in the UK, we have the British Youth Council. We have hundreds of local youth councils as well and regional kind of youth councils to support our work. But it, for those young people that maybe don't have access to those opportunities, find other young people that feel that same frustration and build something with them. This is the whole purpose of this youth gathering is to talk about EU-UK youth dialogue, but also the way forward. And I think building a bridge between our two sides is crucial. Indeed, building bridges can be considered something the whole youth gathering set about doing. And an important element of the day was the establishment of a new network of European societies across UK universities from every region. I spoke to Ioana Turkan, chair of UCL's own European and International Social and Political Studies Society, to find out a little more about what was behind this new development. I asked her what she hoped to achieve with the foundation of this new network. The more ambitious, the better. On the 25th of October, after a unanimous vote on our constitution, the network of over 15 European affairs societies from universities all over the UK was created. And our main goal here with this network is to put all of us students interested in European affairs in contact. So we've seen that there is still an important space for education and dialogue between the EU and UK post-Brexit. And this network hopes to build these very bridges. And the idea of a network is key here as well. By this, we mean a large community with which all our societies can connect. So be it to ask for advice and assistance with the organization of their societies, 
So we saw that many societies, um, so these European affairs societies, were new and founded over the summer. So this help and advice here, but also to organize joint events. So this network will bring students together. For example, working with societies in your region more closely or sharing speakers for events. So all of these will be the benefits of this network. And we, for instance, will be holding an event in the next month with an MEP in collaboration with another European Affairs Society. So these are just a few examples, and this network is still in its very first days. So I cannot wait to see where this project will go, not only professionally speaking, so in terms of all these academic events, but also personally, I got to connect with so many people, and I'm looking forward to seeing them again soon and meeting more students in the next meeting. And finally, if you want to join our network, do reach out. The more, the merrier. So you could do so by reaching out to myself, to um, the ISPS Society's president, Blanche, to any other member participating European Affairs Societies from within your region, um, or to allies from the delegation. So I've actually, in fact, already had a society from Oxford reach out that was founded over the summer. And I'm glad to say that they also joined the network. Another exceptional element of the youth gathering was that, in addition to the great outreach to universities, young entrepreneurs, union representatives, and farmers were also involved. I had the opportunity of asking one of the event's panelists, young entrepreneur Jake Richings, what he felt the youth gathering could represent to young people outside the world of further education. I feel that the youth gathering shows that the EU are genuinely interested and keen to hear different points of view from stakeholder groups that perhaps traditionally haven't been as engaged. To be able to hear from diverse groups of young people like farmers, entrepreneurs, apprentices, union representatives and others represents that the EU are putting genuine consideration into supporting future key decision makers to create a positive change. And that's something I'm really excited to see continue. So the inaugural youth event managed to reach out and connect with young people of all ages. And we were very honoured to be part of that amazing event. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of London Calling EU. If you want to find out more about the EU delegation, please visit their social media channels. Goodbye. Goodbye.